Hey friends, welcome back to yet another Seed Talk with Lisa and Lane. Hey Lane. Hello. We are so happy to be here. We are recording this in spring and you know, here in Southeastern Virginia, we don't always get a lot of spring-like behavior weather, but we're getting it this year, aren't we Lane? Oh yes. It's so nice. We are trying to enjoy the last of the cool weather spurts here before it starts heating up permanently. Yeah, it's so true. It's like we're all grumpy because the nights are still cool, but boy, that won't be the case soon. And then we'll all be grumpy about how hot it is. So we are really, really enjoying it. It's been a really great year um, for cool flowers, for the cool season hardy annuals, because we're still having cool nights coolish days, sporadic rain. You would think it was made for spring flowers. So we are happy you guys have joined us here today. And just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by thegardenersworkshop.com. And if you want to learn more about the work that we're doing, you can check it out over on our website. Lane is the seed manager at the Gardeners Workshop, and I'm the head bottle washer over there. And um, so Lane has created this amazing podcast. Thank you, Lane. Oh, so happy to do it. And so, yeah, we really kind of are nerds about this whole seed starting flower growing gig over here. So we love bringing this to you guys. So Lane, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about branching sunflowers. So some Mm. sunflowers are single stem. They just send up that one stem and then others are branching and you can actually cut off of them for a longer period of time. So we're going to be talking about some of the differences between branching and single stem, some considerations for gardeners and farmers, some favorite varieties, also some general growing tips to help you out and decide if this is something you might want to grow in your own garden or field. You know, that is just such a great topic. I can remember when I discovered that there were two different types and I was like, okay, which should I grow? You know, so um, it took me a long time to kind of figure out what worked best depending on where I was in my walk of being a flower farmer, right? So great topic. Okay, let's get started. Okay, so let's start with why are single stem varieties typically your go-to sunflowers as a flower farmer? Sure. So as as sunflowers became a regular offering for us, meaning we focused on having them every single week to offer to our customers, primarily our commercial customers in the beginning, we needed to have a really regular way to know that they would be blooming each week. And most commercial flower farmers do grow single stems, A, because you can plant them on every week to have cuts every week, as well as we control the size of the blooms by the way we space them, which is a really significant niche in flower farmers growing sunflowers because so many of the sunflowers that are shipped in um, from distant lands, they're really kind of big. They're kind of got thick stems and they just aren't very usable. Um, And single stems, we can plant them closer together to really make that a more desirable product. Um, And, you know, they both, both branching and single have gorgeous colors, but I would say those are the two things that really led me to grow primarily single stems. Yes. So single stem sunflowers are very consistent, reliable. There are a lot of single stem varieties that have a really short number of days to maturity. 
There are quite a few to choose from in the 50 to 60 day range and some even quicker than that. Plus, like Lisa said, you can really space single stems tightly to help control that bloom size. Yes. Okay, now let's move on to branchers. So why should a home gardener or a farmer consider planting branching sunflowers? So, well, I'll talk about gardener first. Um, so a gardener might not want to actually plant sunflowers every week as we do with single stems, right? So a branching sunflower offers that opportunity to plant once and actually get probably, I'm going to say, a three to five week harvest potentially. Um, so that would be a really um, great reason for a home gardener um, to actually plant them. As a farmer, um, I just don't really recommend farmers grow branching sunflowers. And it's beyond the reasons I mentioned earlier. It's just that typically not all branchers are 100% pollenless, which is significant in vase life. And many of them prematurely drop their petals, which isn't really that important to a home gardener. But when you're a farmer, you have to harvest it. You have to get it to where it's going. And then it has to get to the end customer. And that can become a problem. And some of them have really soft necks. So those are the kind of the reasons that I shy away from growing them as a commercial grower. Yes. So for home gardeners specifically, they're a really great option because yeah. they produce over a longer period of time. And to get that same effect with a single stem sunflower, you'd have to plant multiple successions in that same time frame to get a similar effect. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I want to talk about stem length. So for single stem sunflowers, they just have that one stem. So you can basically make the cut as far down as you want to go. And many of them are pretty tall plants. So you can get quite a bit of stem length there. Yeah. So what is the typical length that you tend to aim for when you're harvesting your single stem sunflowers? And can you compare that to the stem length you get on some of your branching sunflowers? Yes. A single stem, you, I mean, the any, any length is available because you can cut all the way at ground level, which for most often sunflowers that we're growing are usually like 48 to 60 inches tall. Um, and so we just cut it to the length that we need, which typically I'm cutting a 24 to 30 inch stem. Um, and so you can get any length. And frankly, that is one good thing about branching sunflowers. In my experience, their stems are long. So you have that same stem, stem length option with them. So how should someone space a branching sunflower in their garden or on their farm? They need a little more space than the singles because they just send up that one flower stem and these actually branch. Exactly. So we plant in 30 inch wide beds where normally for single stems, we put five rows, right? Well, when I'm planting branchers, we plant two rows in a 30 inch bed and that way, um, and then we just kind of space the rows out of evenly across that bed. And that just really gives them all of the space that they actually need to, to grow all those beautiful branches. And how far apart in the row would you say the plants are? I'm kind of taken with this picture that is so pretty. And <laughs> friends, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you have to know that Lane always puts together a beautiful slideshow that you can view over on our YouTube channel. And she's got a field of those goldy doubles. Um, they're really pretty. So sorry, sidetracked. So there's two rows. And then in the row, I still do six inches. 
um, six inches apart in the row, but they have plenty of space on either side to branch. So this is obviously going to depend on which variety you're growing, but in general, how does the overall height of the branching sunflowers you grow compare to the height of your single stem plants? Well, we definitely pinch our, our branching sunflowers. It really improves the um, number of branches and how, how long they are. And that also pinching plays a really big role in control and height of the overall plant, not just in sunflowers, in all plants. Um, so I would say that the branchers that we don't pinch, because, you know, I'm one of those 50% pinching people. I, I pinch half and don't pinch half to get both best of both worlds, they seem to be about the same height as our average sunflowers, which are about eye level for me, you know? Yes. Um, so I'd say they're very similar. Yeah. And do you recommend netting branching sunflowers? You know, they definitely will go down in this windy torrential downpours like we just experienced here yesterday, that would have definitely taken them down. So netting is definitely beneficial, but we don't net them because we just don't have enough manpower to net all the sunflowers that we grow. Okay. You just touched on this, but should people pinch their branching sunflowers? And if so, when should they do it? Yes. So, you know, we start all of our sunflowers indoors in trays. Um, I pinch sunflowers out in the field after they've been transplanted. We transplant them at two to three weeks old. And then I would give them at least seven to 10 days to get established. Um, pinching like planting is kind of a little stressful situation. You know, you're changing their environment. So we don't ever do them at the same time. We don't ever, we try, try to never double up on the stress steps on our plants. Um, so we plant. And then we actually will go back and pinch them, um, waiting at least seven to 10 days, but sometimes we wait a little longer. Typically they're 12 to 18 inches tall and we pinch them down and we pinch them kind of hard. We pinch them down to the bottom two to four leaves. And that just really gets branching going earlier and it gets longer stems on those branches yeah. and you get more branches and it helps to control the height so that you might not need to net, you know, it might keep that toppling from happening when the rain actually comes in wind. Yeah. So pinching allows you to get more branching, which means more flowers. And also when you pinch early, it results in longer stems than if you pinched a lot later. Yeah. So very true. Okay. So how many stems would you expect to get from a branching sunflower that might be a little hard to estimate, but, and you kind of already mentioned this, but how long do you think the same plant will keep producing if someone had it in their garden? Sure. So you definitely get more stems when you pinch, as we just talked about. I mean, I would say probably unpinched, maybe four or five stems. You can multiply that at least doubled when you pinch, yeah. but maybe even more than that. Um, and again, it will, the more you cut, so a branching sunflower will very much behave like a cut and come again zinnia or basil or celosia, right? If you keep it harvested, which is where most of us fall off the wagon, right? We want to see them in the garden. Um, they will just keep on putting out 
the, the blooms, as well as a lot of, I, I see a lot of times that people talk about how sunflowers don't need any fertilization. Well, the fact is that sunflowers will definitely grow pretty okay without fertilization, but they grow even better with food. And so feeding those branchers will keep that brancher even growing longer um, and just at a more, a quicker pace and just keep it happy and healthy. Yeah. So unless you're growing them for some other purpose, like you're trying to let them form seed for the birds, right? keep them harvested, and that's going to keep them producing for a longer period of time. And, you know, I always like to mention that you can do both. You know, if you say, I mean, I know that we've done all kinds of experiments here on the farm, but to say, all right, I'm planting this big patch of branching sunflowers. I'm going to harvest the back side of the row that I don't see from my house and leave the front side for the birds. And you know what I mean? And yeah. just stick with that. Keep the back row producing more and more and let the front row be pretty bring. I mean, the gold finches on these chocolate looking um, Roy, is it? I always get it backwards, Lane. It's called Rouge Royale now. Rouge Royale. It was always Moulin Rouge before. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is so delightful as the image that you were just showing, those were, those were full of gold finches all the time. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's a really fun thing to do a fun practice. Yeah. Or even if you harvest a lot of the flowers early on in the plant's life cycle, and then leave some of the later ones to form seed that works too. Yeah. So should people plant successions of branching sunflowers? And if so, how frequently do you recommend that they plant? You know, it's a little scary. I was actually, I was almost getting ready to say a minute ago, and you should succession plan. I thought, <laughs> no, I'll wait and see if she asks. And here it is. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yes. So I would definitely, if you are growing branching sunflowers, um, succession for sure. Once a month or once, I mean, I would say if you did it on the first of every month, it's easy to remember that way. But in fact, you could probably go every six weeks, but that's a little harder to kind of, hook yourself on saying, oh, it's the first, I have to start my sunflowers to plant the first of next month or whatever. So yeah, that, that will definitely keep you going. And I mean, especially as we go into late summer, um, to get those sunflowers in, um, pay note of the sunflowers you select, are they day length neutral? Because that means that they'll continue to bloom as the days shorten. So having a heavy succession at the end of the season would mean you can leave lots of flowers in the garden for all the birds. That's just really a yes. thing to do. And this is a question we often get too, is why would I need to plant successions when you're telling me this is a cut and come again type of plant? Well, first off stuff happens, you know, I mean, storms take them down, all kinds of things. It's the same theory that you plant everything for succession. The quality of the first few weeks of a plant's production are are they they start to diminish no matter what you do in size and volume um, disease and pest pressure can happen not to mention if especially if you start letting the sun flowers develop from a flower into seeds then your varmints start coming and stealing them squirrels okay. and all those kinds of creatures um, start dragging them off right and um, so succession planting you know once you I mean, I know it's hard for people. It was for me for years until I finally just realized succession planting is far simpler than we make it. We overcomplicate it, which keeps us from doing it. 
just saying, all right, I'm going to plant sunflower, branching sunflowers three times this summer, and I'm going to have them ready to go in the ground on these dates, which means mark my calendar. I got to start them on this date and just do it. Yeah. And once you experience it, it'll make it so much easier and you'll just wrap your head around. It's just so easy to do. Yeah. And, it's just going to make sure you have a strong, fresh supply that you can cut. Yes. And like you said, it also serves as an insurance policy in case another planting goes down in a storm or you start having disease problems or an animal wipes out your entire patch. So succession planting is a great way to make sure you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Exactly. All right. So as a cut flower grower, now you just mentioned you don't really recommend farmers grow branching right. sunflowers. Have you ever had any issues with the stems of branching sunflowers not being perfectly straight? With the single stems, they just shoot up that one really straight stem. Are there ever any issues with that, with branchers? Yeah, sometimes just because branchers branch very um, straight out on the horizon, yeah. right? And then the, head, the flower head, the way it's placed on the stem can make it a little more difficult to use as a cut flower. I mean, there's just a whole lot of reasons why for reliable, great, long-lasting pollenless sunflowers. And when I say pollenless, I want to say those sunflowers still produce nectar. They are still doing their part for pollinators, but sunflowers for cut flowers should be cut long before they really are open so that none of yes. that really comes into play. But being pollenless makes them last day. I mean, two to three weeks in the vase oftentimes where when it, if it was a pollen producer, it would not do that. Not to mention it would trash your tabletop, but um, there's just a lot of good reasons to grow single stems over branchers. If you need regular cut flowers, but if you're a home gardener and you're just like taking the gems as they come and you're not heartbroken one week because you don't have any, I think branching are a great option. Yeah. Okay. This is a really good question. So with single stem sunflowers, you harvest that one flower and that's it for that plant. Yep. Branching sunflowers are cut and come again. The plants are producing over a longer period of time. So they're typically left out there in the garden for a longer period of time compared to a lot of the quick to mature single stem varieties that you grow, Lisa. So have you noticed any pest or disease issues on branching sunflowers that you don't normally experience on your single stem plants just because they're left out there in the garden for longer periods of time? Well, if you get a rainy season, which really just encourages some of the sunflower diseases, you know, all kinds of bacteria spot and different. There's several, there's powdery mildew. Um, I mean, there's just several different diseases. And yes, so for a plant that stays in the garden for a longer period of time with the same foliages on it, which means the spores can get on it, um, that could be a problem. But that can also become a problem also with your single stems, but maybe not as prevalent um, yeah. as branchers. And that's just another good reason to plan on planting multiple successions during your growing season. Yeah. So that if you do have a disease issue on one set of plants, hopefully you have other plants you can rely on or more fresh plants on the way. Yes. Now we're going to go through some varieties of branching sunflowers. And we're going to start with the one we mentioned just a little while ago. It was formerly known as Moulin Rouge, but due to trademark reasons, the name was changed to Rouge Royale. 
So this one has sort of deep burgundy, velvety looking petals with a dark center. It has three to four inch blooms. And this has a pretty short days to maturity of 55 to 65. So what do you have to say about Rouge Royale? I love this one in the garden. Um, it is definitely a premature petal dropper. Um, and mm -hmm. so you would harvest this before the first petal even lifts off the face um, to just get the maximum amount of time, right? And definitely use CVBN and holding solution, all these little steps, early harvest, and then a solution will really help them to hold their petals. Um, but they're super beautiful um, in the garden. And I also like them because they're black oil sunflower seeds, I believe. And the, the finches, and they're little. So the finches just really, really yes. love them. Um, and I mean, there's just really nothing quite prettier than the gold finches sitting on these stems of some of the seed heavy blooms with some fresh blooming blooms, you know, the yellow birds with the chocolate yes. sunflowers. It is pretty picturesque. Um, so we, we're getting ready to plant a whole bed of branching sunflowers here. And um, I can't wait to see the goldfinches on them again. Oh, yes. And these are also pollenless, by the way. Yes, they are. Okay, now we're moving on to a variety that has actually been discontinued by our suppliers. So we're no longer able to offer it, but it's called Starburst Lemon Aura. It has double four to six inch blooms in a really pretty pale yellow shade with green yellow centers, 70 to 80 days to maturity and also pollenless. So how did you use Lemon Aura, Lisa? Yeah, I tried over and over again to use this one as a cut because back when this was first introduced many, many years ago, there just weren't many selections that looked like this in the sunflower world. Um, and it was always one of my favorites. Um, and so, but again, it had all the ailments of branchers that we previously discussed, but it is super beautiful. And I think I was smitten with it because of its green center. Yes. Um, so it's really, really pretty. That is a very pretty one. And as a replacement, perhaps for Lemon Aura, if you're not able to locate that, we have two other double sunflowers, and these are very similar. Their stats are pretty much the same, and it's basically a color difference. So they're called Lemonade and Goldie Double. These have fully double blooms, very large, five to seven inch blooms, and they're 85 to 95 days to bloom, so a little bit longer of a time. And they're not pollenless, but they do have minimal pollen. So the difference is Lemonade has these bright lemon yellow petals, whereas Goldie Double has more golden yellow petals. And I'll put up a side-by-side -side in case anyone would like to see that. What do you have to say about Goldie Double and Lemonade? Totally love Lemonade. I grew a lot of it last year um, and definitely pinching helps to reduce the size of the bloom a little bit because they're really too big to use. They are very large. Yes. But I do think that large flower size really makes them stand out in a garden setting. Yeah. And they just look like giant yellow pom-poms out there and really catch your eye. Yes. These are so beautiful in the garden. It was really hard for me to cut them. They are simply beautiful. Yeah. They're very fluffy looking, the blooms. And I should also mention the center is a beautiful greenish yellow color, and it's just completely enveloped in all these layers of frilly petals. 
Yeah, lots of uh, layers and layers and layers of petals. And this is one of those that would be such, I mean, it is such a beautiful garden plant. Yes. Um, and, you know, we're, we're planting it again this year. And so we're going to experiment with cutting it much earlier, pinching it really hard, cutting it much earlier in its stage and see what it kind of happens. Because I'll tell you, a smaller bloom, even halfway open, would be really beneficial in a bouquet, but their necks are a little soft for that, you know? So anyway, we're just experimenting. If they weren't so dead gum cute, we wouldn't (laughs) even be talking about this right now. Right. But I really fell in love with lemonade. I just love that yellow, not gold. The gold is pretty too, but that yellow color is, is just so useful. And people don't even look at them and think, Oh, that's a sunflower. They think, what is that flower? Yeah. It's just a very cheerful looking flower. Yeah. Any other varieties of branchers that you'd like to mention? Um, no, those are pretty much the ones that I have kind of stuck with. There are other branchers, but they look so similar to the single stems that we actually grow. Cause we went down that lane and I grew a bunch of branchers. Um, but it was like, why would I grow this brancher when it looks just like pro cut orange or pro cut horizon? Because yeah. it has all the attributes that we get from single stemmers. Um, but I think in a garden setting, um, these branchers can really play a fun role for home gardeners or, and I mean, there's a lot of I mean, I often see, especially new and upcoming flower growers, people that are just getting in thinking, I'm going to grow these because they, you know, I only have to plant them once. And there, it seems like a really great idea, um, but it doesn't quite turn out to be as productive as you might think. But hey, we all have to find our own way and it may work for you. It just depends on what your model is. Yes. All right. Well, that was our episode for today. Thanks everybody for joining us. Remember to subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. And we always appreciate if you leave us a rating or review in a podcast app and a like or comment over on YouTube. Hope that answered some of your questions about branching sunflowers. Lane, I know it's going to because we get a lot of questions about this. So that was a great wrap up there. So friends, remember, you can learn more about us and all the things that we're doing over at thegardenersworkshop.com. Till we meet again, friends. Ciao. Bye.